Can we talk about the uh, 1992's uh, most forgotten album? Yes. I also challenge your most forgotten album of 1992 with Tom Waits' Bone Machine. Nobody cares. I'm sure it's big in Japan. Yes. Or Arrested Development's three years, I'm five big. months, and two days in the life of. I'm big in Japan. I'm big in Japan. I, I like Tom Waits. Also, Sugar's Copper Blue. But that was not forgot. Alright, so... Let's get... Record Breakers in... <laughs> Record Breakers in a three, a two, a one... Well, I'm not making hate, so could it be Hastings making me? What's time I think they kill or keep a fire and lose their living? I gotta go faster, keep up the pace, just to stay in my human race. I could go supersonic, the problem's chronic. Tell me, does life exist beyond it? When I need the saints, I just accelerate into oblivion. Into oblivion! Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Record Breakers. I am Petey Rave, your man with no plan. Here, as always, is my team of uh, friends uh, and fellow music aficionados and fr- and fans and likers of music. We've got Brett. I'm big in Japan. <laughs> We've got Drew. Hello. And we've got Patrick. Gonichiwa, bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're here to talk about music, and the provider of the music this week is none other than Drew. Drew, what do you got for us this week? Um, I believe uh, before the show we were talking about how it's one of the 90s uh, most forgotten albums. Uh, many know them by the album that came after this. I am going with the first one because it is superior uh, and we're going to be checking out a band from California. You may have heard of them, may have heard of their lead singer. Uh, no doubt, self-titled album. Mm-hmm. No my- doubt, self-titled album. Uh, very fascinating record, to say the least. Uh, I'll start with Brett. Brett, what was what were your expectations coming into this album? Well, I, uh, you know, I, I I owned this album. Um, and, and funny enough, it was because, uh, my, my, my buddy's mom was trying to buy the other album and <laughs> didn't know that there was an album before. Um, you know, uh, it, you may, uh, have trouble. Fi- this was one of those, like, I never saw this, this compact disc for sale ever. Yes. Um, I never, like a lot of people just refute, but like before the internet, you would not have known. She got it from a Columbia house, like dollar cd thing yeah so like so they're, they're probably trolling people trying to get rid of stock of these cds because yeah. nobody wanted them because this album doesn't sound anything like what came out in later in the 90s but uh i i have a, a deep relationship with this album and it was fun 15 years after the fact to get this album in my ears and listen to it again mm-hmm. uh patrick what expectations did you have coming into this album I could have reviewed this album without listening to it again. This is an album I'm intimately familiar with, that I love, that I, I know mo- my way through most of. I've played on drums more times than I can think of. So, yes, I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, how would you describe this? the themes and elements of this album? Um. Well, 
think about when this album came out. Uh, this was 92. Uh, the reason there's not many uh, copies of this record floating around in actual hard disk form was they didn't really sell well. Uh, oddly enough, the weird happy ska band in the middle of 92 sold like 30,000 records. Um, but Interscope was giving them a chance. So that was good enough to make a full-fledged record like this. And this is the no doubt sound I love. Um, they got hints of it on the other records, but this is a full fledged Scott record. This is what the no doubt that the Scott kids love. This is where it is. Um, and this is what we all want to come back so desperately. Um, the, there's a steady danceable rhythm within the drums and the guitar. Really, really great work on the rhythm guitar, um, to keep a good dancing pace. And there's, some really good lead guitar work as well. Uh, the horns are always solid. Uh, me being the super ska loving, happy go lucky guy I am, there's never enough horns for me, so I wish there was a little more. Um, but that's me being nitpicky. But the thing that comes out on this record is twofold. One, Gwen Stefani's voice, let's be honest. Um, Gwen Stefani made a solo career for a couple of records because she has a good voice. Um, and that comes through very, very well. But you also have just the amazing bass work of Tony Canal. Tony Canal is a bass player that made his name being a great bass player in a genre that's full of damn solid bass players. So the the licks that he can lay down and the the, the runs that he can go on are great. He can immediately steal any song he wants to, but he doesn't there. They always have him right in the middle of the mix. So if you want him, he's right there, but he's not always in your face. Now it does get in your face every once in a while, but it's not always that bad. And that to me is what this record is. Is like no doubt showing the height of what they can do. Um, I could rail on the fact that rock steady, had no rock study on the album. I could rail on the fact that tragic kingdom is super morose for half of it. And only half of it gets fun ska stuff. And I could, I could hate on all that all I want, but when no doubt hits for me, there's, it's just fantastic. If I could get one more album like this out of them, like I'd be super happy, but mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would say this is definitively their ska record. This is the ska we all know love. But there's there's a little bit more going on than just ska. Even in this early art incarnation, there's some really cool like other genres that kind of get peppered in, like a little bit of disco here and there, and a little bit of like other feels too. Uh, Brett, what would be the themes and elements that caught your attention? Well, I, you know, with all the stuff that's easy to pin out, uh, the the stuff that uh, the pick out the, the 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 bass work and that stuff is, and you know, the drums, um, are really, you know, that that's easy. Let, let's talk about the other stuff. Um, this was well before the vocals of Gwen got uh, got developed and honed and and voice coached and uh, made into a product that could be sold on its own or be put on a TV show that's all about voices. Um, this is very Quaalude, but she's always had 
uh, a quaalude mouth, whereas the, the tongue sort of gets in the way and it hits a lot of notes. But this one, you sort of hit some 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 sour notes. It's got a little bit more of a dirty record in a basement feel to it, which isn't a bad thing. There's some strange MIDI keyboards in this too. There's some synthesizer. <laughs> there's some synthesizer um, like that that shows up in weird places. There's a synth pop like yeah. feel to a lot of stuff. There's also disco wicka chicka guitar with wah. Um, that that uh, pops in when you're least expecting it. Um, like it, there, there's there's also a weird way that the uh, the guitar and bass play with the the swells of the horns um, that uh, you don't think of. Well, I do because there's like the, the opening to this album and the last song on this album both are stuck in my brain um, because the first time I heard of when I was a, a youngin, I was like, what the hell is this? No doubt. I, I knew what ska was at that time, but I didn't. It, it's sort of one of those like, hmm, I need to confirm that this is the CD that I stuck in when I first did. But, uh, you know, other than that, this this is a, this has this has some some stuff that's sort of weird. That's sort of first album itis. Um, and, you know, you can you can definitely uh, say that the the people behind the the vocalist were a little more polished and sounded like they played together a lot more before she was in the picture but uh they are not nearly as well marketable as she is as would later be proven but uh overall this was a pretty nice look back at at, at the 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 sounds of like 1992 is a weird time to be going back to this sound but yeah i i enjoyed it yeah uh patrick what would be the theme song that's got your attention uh, not mentioned by the first two people, so I'll take it here. Uh, no doubt had another Stefani in the band at this point, a guy named Eric, Gwen's older brother, who started mm-hmm. the band and never, ever was with them when they got a hit because he was busy helping make The Simpsons, which honestly, if you're going to leave the band, no doubt, in 1992 to go work on something, go work on The Simpsons. You were there for the good years. Uh, but he, the thing, no doubt, didn't have later was like crazy piano. And and organs and weird synths and stuff. And that was something Eric brought to the band. He was, he is uh, basically the sound. I feel this album really is like, and a lot of it is 90 early nineties, pop punk meets madness, which I think is pretty much what the band was. I mean, you got, mem- you know, the guitar player, Tom is sort of from a more punk background. Uh, Adrian young, the drummer is more of a punk kid. You get Tony canal. Who's, I think one of the more underrated bass players of his generation, uh, just wailing this whole record. And then Eric, who is an enormous fan of madness. And then Gwen being Gwen, especially before she was trying to be, uh, before her shit was bananas, really. <laughs> um, and, and she was, she was just this, you know, shy little girl. I mean, when they recorded this record, I think she was 18 or 19. If that, she was very young. And it shows, but it's also, you know, it's full of energy and it's it's a lot more honest than their later albums, which felt entirely falsely created. That's not to say Tragic Kingdom isn't brilliant because it is. But after that, like the the downfall after Tragic Kingdom was everything felt like it wanted to be that. Whereas this is its own thing separate from mm-hmm. kind of a really good way to put it. Uh, Drew. What would be some of the key tracks to zero in on? To me, it's hard because, like, this is one of those albums where it's like, oh man, I could, I, it's always one of those things I go back to and I love every track I hear. And, like, 
for no doubt i'll go to other records like return saturn or tragic kingdom and i can pick out like the four or five songs i like off of those but like this is like every song i can go down the list but um to do a couple uh let's get back the bass starts off like kind of stealing the show on that one and yeah like brett said brett's not wrong uh gwen's a little unpolished of where you might know her now um but to me her voice still sort of demands attention um you can still sort of hear that there um there's roughness around the edges which i find sort of endearing in singers um that might be why i listen to a lot of punk rock anyways but like there's something there um and it just absolutely upstages it from the start and doesn't let go and that's credit to tony canal being tony um the synth is also on this uh like swagger said actually um eric stefani and just a fun diversion adds a nice layer to it um get on the ball uh i think was one of the first ones on the record where you really hear the horn start flexing muscle um and that to me in a ska band if your horn section isn't up to at least the level of the rest of the band then you're doing yourself a disservice as a ska band and the horn section of no doubt uh when they were allowed to play um were always up to the level of the two ones that you always hear in the hear about in the band which is tony and glenn and uh, to me that's saying something their horns always hit the right notes at the right time which is which is good and then we'll go into um we'll do the record breakers thing a little late um because we're gonna go into the last song of the album but that's also the first song because they took the music from the last song and put part of it in the first listen to the record it'll make more sense i swear i'm not rambling um and brand new day there's just something special about brand new day it's just a fun song there's just something about it that every time i hear the music to it on bnd the first track it reminds me of um what this band can be and like i said there's there's songs on other records from them that i i absolutely love and i'm not going to be that curmudgeon punk rock rude boy guy like, oh, i hate all the new stuff blah, blah, blah. no there's some new stuff that's good and that you can still hear the hints of what they were back in Cali, but it's like, there's just something special about this record. And nobody, like when we set out to make the show, I think one of our taglines was like, let's just put stuff in front of um, each other and in front of people that like you don't hear or you don't know about. And like, let's just sort of do that and have fun with that and see what each other's reaction is and see if we have any listeners, what their reaction is to it. And this to me is something that nobody knows about. And that's sad because it's yeah. really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> nobody really remembers like, you know, it was songs like trapped in the box, which uh, was the song that I remember listening to many times, like around the time even before uh Charger kingdom came out. Uh, yeah. Brett, what would be some of the key tracks that caught your attention? I'm going to start out with uh, move on. Um, see uh, sublime song date rape. Uh, it is a, it is a style of song that, uh, that uh, is of early nineties ska with the, with the horn hits and then it speeds up and then it goes and rolls into a bitching guitar solo, then comes back to horn hits. It's a very, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a, it's a, well, it's, 
it's 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 the one four five of the uh, uh, of the the ninety Scott album. Um, uh, uh, there there is a song on this album that ends with Gwen singing in round. <laughs> that is a record breakers first, everybody. Let's just just put a put a flag in that we have not heard a round. Um, yeah, I haven't you know, heard a round. Have no, I don't know that we have. Um, it's our ombudsman, listener ombudsman Squiggles, um, should uh, should call us out if we're wrong on if I'm wrong on that. Um, but no, this song opens and closes <laughs> uh, very well um, in a way that I like. Uh, it's uh, it's it's what I remember from this album more even than trapped in a box. Um, the way that the horn work was tight, kind of tight, like, uh, like Aquabats tight, like, like a tiger, like, like these guys. Yeah. Like tight, tight, tight. Uh, these guys, uh, played a lot together and you can tell by just how on time they were when they, when they hit and how well that the, the rest of the instruments come in together. Um, it really is it. The, the glue that holds this album together is the horns. And I can, tell why this album was was brought uh it was brungeth by drew um this is the things that he likes yes (laughs) the thing that the things that make drew happy uh in the insides uh patrick what would be some of the key tracks that caught your attention uh echoing the uh the last two the first track let's get back and the last track brand new day are probably my two favorites and always will be uh both of them feature incredible Tony Canal bass work. Both of them are what I think no doubt was best at, which is super high energy ska, like fun, happy, you know, bouncing good ska music. And then just because I think it's such an odd song and it is a song that no doubt never made another song like it again. Sad for me, which is an Eric Stefani song, which explains why they never did it again. It is weird, um, but at the same time, it uh, it is it is such a departure from everything else they've ever done that that it's worth pointing out that like they were a totally different band right up until Gwen got dumped and wrote that album. You know, speaking of Tragic Kingdom, uh, yeah. and also in related news, Gwen got dumped, and I am slightly optimistic we might get a good album out of them again we'll never know we'll, 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 we'll know no because they'll never let the horns play again because after return to saturn didn't sell that stopped yes. do we really Not- want a 45 year old no doubt to go back in time and try and resurrect Dude, i just want them to write a good record i think that would be like tragic kingdom's one of the greatest selling albums of all time like it's if- it, it's up there on that short list it would be good for them to maybe have one more record that people actually like beyond the first one. If, I think they would need MTV for that because MTV yeah. sold Tragic yeah. Kingdom. Yes. Yeah. I, if I could do one thing, if I could get a, on a soapbox for musical anything, it would be to beg, no doubt, to bring the goddamn horns back. Yeah. It's like, I'm not even going to lie. I love a lot of bands and I miss a lot of people. And if I was in the necromancy, I'd bring a lot of people back. But if I could get on the soapbox and make something happen, it would bring be to bring actual ska no doubt back. God damn it. They were good at it. And then they ruined it. That's why say <laughs> Ferris in my mind is still like a, in a better place because they never fucked it up. Yes. Not that I'm salty. <laughs> Not that you're salty at all. 
can, can we just say that I don't know I ever thought the words if I were into necromancy was ever going to be used <laughs> on a show I was involved with, but I'm so glad it was. Yeah, not not while the camera's on me. Not that I'm salty. Not that I'm salty. <laughs> uh, but that being said, yeah, those are, those are fantastic tracks. Like, you know, songs that you may have remembered. I think people should check it out. Uh, going back around the horn, uh, Brett, what would be your conclusive thoughts on the album um, uh, overall? If I was into necromancy and more than just vampiric touch and you know, would cause light wounds. Um, I, I, w- I would probably say that th- this is an album that should have had a follow up in its time. Um, I, I wish that the that they found out that you know alt rock didn't pay more money. They 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 didn't learn the that uh, they could polish up their 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 front person and make a real item that sells on you know rock TV uh, and. Moreover, there it doesn't end up being somebody who gets paid by network television is what you see of this band. I, I wish that things would have been a little differently for the most selfish reasons, but I understand money and music and being successful in music is tough to begin with. So I don't I don't blame anybody for taking the cash because you can still make music with cash. You yes. can't always make music with no cash. Yeah. But uh, I, I I just. I wish in their time they they would have done more and that we would like think of, you know, like the the era of, of the later sublime stuff. And I, I wish right after the sublime stuff went hit its uh, hit its wall that we had more, no doubt, with horns, with uh, really bitching like bass and guitar under horns. Uh, and uh, I kind of wish the vocals never got polished up more than this because there's something about having that jiggly warble voice that yes. doesn't always hit the right notes that makes this album tight but you you know if you if you know no doubt uh but you don't know this album no doubt um you need to go listen to it it, yeah. it needs to be a part of your like at least knowledge because you'll see what comes up in the next albums through this one yeah and it's an important kind of foundation to understand kind of where they went if you understand where they came from, especially in this as a as your peek into that, Patrick, what would be your conclusive thoughts on the album overall? I I'm of the opinion that that Tragic Kingdom is what I call a perfect record. There's not a bad song on it. It's good beginning to end, but it also it, it has worn on me because I've been listening to it for basically 20 years now. I mean, I remember hearing no doubt in 96 as a child and I've been listening since this record do- has not worn on me nearly as much it is really really good if you if you like no doubt a little bit and you've not listened to this record you need to if you like no doubt a lot and you haven't listened to this record why it's it, it is it is so different than everything else they ever did but you get so much of of the intangibles of the band. You get, you know, Tony Canal being an incredible bass player. Uh, Tom DeMott having that weird kind of metalhead edge inside of a ska band. Um, and plus you get bonus Eric Stefani when he was, you know, playing piano and being crazy and writing weird songs about toothaches. It's, 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 this is an album, like I said, I could have, li- I could have not listened to this and written and basically said everything I said because I'm, I listen to it that regularly even now, like it's one of those, 
oh, I feel like listening to Scott today, no doubt self-titled's on the short list. And yeah. it's it's a really good record. It's full of a lot of good stuff, and you should listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just so much fun. It's not just, and that, it's not even just uh, the ska that makes it great. It's the ska, but all the little elements of other music that isn't purely ska that works its way in there that forms the tapestry of it makes it so really cool and so kind of cool and well formed and interesting and uh and so fun uh true what would be your conclusive thoughts on the album overall um i think this is one of those albums that for me that i brought it up here um and i probably should have brought it up earlier um because this is one of those albums that like Every time I listen to it, it reminds me why I love the genre. I'm the Scott kid. Um, we know that. We've been over this. Um, and there's not many albums in the genre that I really... I love ska music. I listen to ska music way more than any human being probably should. And I understand that. Um, I understand that not everybody has Scottalites on regular rotation every week. Um, but this is one of the, the few albums where I can... I can listen to it and it's happy and it, it, it always makes you happy, but also at the same time, it makes, makes me a little sad. Cause it's like, like Brett said, we never got the real follow-up to this. Tony and Gwen broke up. The next album was sort of half of it was sad and morose. We've gotten songs and tracks on every record since, except for rock steady. Cause the album is garbage. Um, and I will say that to my grave. Um, we've gotten tracks on every record that have sort of given the hint, given the taste of what no doubt could have been if they kept going with the more ska sound. Um, but we've never gotten a full one of it and we've never gotten like a full song that just let them go. Um, and like I said, if I could get on the soapbox and do one thing, it would. she has enough money now. I understand wanting to make money while making music and I understand maybe um, it might not be good because maybe it's, it's a band past it's, it's time and it's years and their Scott is a music that should be made by either young people or people with a political message. Um, and no doubt has neither of those anymore. Um, but I still want to see what it would be. I still want to see what with that money with limitless uh, possibilities and all the time in the world, what the follow-up to the self-titled no doubt record would be. Um, Cause the no doubt from tragic kingdom on was very, very different for the most part. And I think this is something that people just need to listen to, to know what else that band was capable of. Cause God damn it. They were capable of a lot. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh and that is for sure. Full show. Uh and with that thought, we come to the main event of the evening. We come to our haiku reviews where we wrap it all up in a nice little bow and give it to you in in, in a poetic form. Uh let's start with Patrick. I'm gonna swerve you. Patrick, what is your haiku? Could have reviewed this without listening again. Listened anyway. Nice. Uh, Brett, what is your haiku? Good, solid ska stuff. Feels so good to go back to. 
lost to the ages. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give my haiku. Uh, this is your proof that No Doubt always was more than purely a ska band. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? Some great ska music from a band that got big and then stopped the ska. Oh. And then we all got sad. Get uh, clumped. Clumped. Talk about yourselves. The, 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 the topic. Talk about how Rocksteady was neither rock nor steady. Discuss. <laughs> south, the South Sea captain is neither a captain nor from the South Seas. Talk about yourselves. All right. Uh, welcome back we are, to 1992, everybody. We are clearly children of the 90s. Uh, <laughs> though I may, I threw in a Hearthstone reference in there for for for, for whatever reason. What's uh, the deal with bugbears? No bugs, no bears. What's the deal? What's the deal? Uh, are we going to bring in Jimmy's Chicken Shack for our next record? <laughs> you invite Bill Meeksy. We talk about that one song. Yes. There's a deep cut. The one <laughs> oh. song that everybody knows. That they apparently play in the middle of their set, so all the people that are old enough to remember it can just go home and go to work the next day. Yes. <laughs> Which... That should be what you open with, and then you should be like, if you want to go, you can go. We have No, no do it in the middle so they can like, see a concert. <laughs> like, they, like, I saw a YouTube video where like four songs into their set, they literally stopped and was like, hey, we know what you all came here for. At least half of you came here for one song. We also understand that the people that came here for that one song probably have work in the morning. We're going to play that song. And then if you want to, you can leave. Well, you know, there will there will be a day where we watch. Uh, we see a twenty dollar show at the lawn at Deer Creek where it's Jet and Hoobastank, you know, for yes. 20 bucks. <laughs> like, you know, it, it all goes there. I, I saw because they opened for someone else. I saw Hoobastank once. They were probably the worst band I've ever seen live. They were god awful. Like yeah. they couldn't even play their hit, which was terrible. They couldn't even play it well. They're <sighs> fucking awful. You know they, who I heard was good live was Story of the Year. <laughs> I heard Story of the Year was great live, and I do not understand. That was coming from like a super like screaming metalhead. He was like, "No, Story of the Year was great live," and I was like. Uh, that that being said, <laughs> given that this story, this, this, this turned into the pre-show right in the middle of the show. Record breakers. We didn't side. have the pre-show, so we had the pre-show in the middle of the show, and y'all get to listen to it. A bonus fun for y'all listening at home. Uh, that being said, go check out No Doubt's uh, self-titled album. It's on the Spotify Please. playlist. Go I'm begging it. you. Go do it. It's on Spotify. Truth begging. It's yes. fantastic. Uh, that being said, uh, that brings us to the end. Uh, you can find that on the Spotify playlist. On that Spotify playlist is probably uh, next week's record. Uh, I believe that is. I forget the order. What order are we to do the show then? I believe it's you. It's well, me or uh, a guest or a guest. It might be a guest, but uh, I'm, Spar- I'm a Shakira. I'm a <laughs> doing Shakira. Uh, I'm a doing Shakira. We're gonna do you that first. Uh, you're here first. Uh, we'll coordinate that. Uh, and just so you have something to go on, just in case, if it is me, uh, it's going to be, uh, speaking of uh, self-titled albums from uh, the early 90s, how about let's go ahead and do Candlebox. Candlebox's self-titled album. Let's wow. let's have an interesting romp into that uh, record. Second album? 
the I don't know if it's the second album, but it's a self titled. No, did they? I'm just wondering. Oh no, they've had several Candle albums. <laughs> they've had several albums. Uh and Seriously, they've done the they've funny. also done the the Smashing Pumpkins thing where only the lead singer is left. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, Jesus. The, and that's recent. But that being said, Candlebox's self-titled album. Go check that out. Uh Jesus on, wasn't the lead singer of Candlebox. It was Kevin Martin. So he wasn't the one that was left. Nah. Uh, go check that out on the Spotify playlist and listen to that discussion when it comes. Uh, but that's it for us. Of course, you can find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the Swagger. Brett is at Hibbity Bebert H I B B I Two I B I B B A R D. Drew is at X Jusifer X. I'm at PD Rave. The show is at Four Record Breakers. That's the number four. Record Breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com. Recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com. Rebelli TV on YouTube, Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Subscribe, share, like. If you subscribe, you find you, you you get notified a lot earlier than I say on social media. So subscribe, please subscribe. <laughs> just just being honest. Uh, but that's it. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. I'm big in Japan. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>